Back to the Tough Block Podcast. Welcome back to the block. Host DJ. <laughs> we have our special guest here today, Caesar. Yes. Hi. My name is Caesar Lascano, and uh, nice to meet all of you. <laughs> he, Caesar is the the head judo black belt coach here at uh, Gracie. Actually, uh, Gracie Blue Diamond. That th- uh, shout out to James. He yes, let us uh, use James. the space. Thank James you, and Mitch. Yes, sir. But uh, I actually we're. Recording this on the 24th, uh, Monday, so happy Kobe Day to happy everybody Kobe out Day. there. <laughs> Kobe. Yes, sir. Um, and, um, yeah, let's, let's get right into the interview. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, first, I want to start off, where did you grow up? I grew up in Juarez, Mexico, and uh, what's going on over there is not my fault. So, right, 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 <laughs> don't blame me for any of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I moved to the United States when I was seven years old, 1989. And, um, yeah, I moved all around there in California. I, I, I lived in Santa Monica, East L.A., because when you come to the United States, that's your right of passage. <laughs> if you're Mexican, you need to spend some time in East L.A. Right, right. Um, Hollywood, North Hollywood, and um, Texas, California, Texas, Nevada, California, Nevada, for a few months back to California and back here. Right, there so I moved around a lot. There you go. There you go. <laughs> okay, okay. And um, so when... Growing up, moving around, when did you start martial arts? When I was nine years old, mm-hmm. yeah. I was driving down. Uh, my stepfather is, is the guy who actually raised me, him and my mother. Um, he was French, so my accent's kind of like Mexican and French. A little French, Fused yeah. together. <laughs> french can. I, I tell people I'm, I'm, I have a french can accent. Um, and we were just driving down the freeway, and I look at this uh, place that looks like very majestic. I'm like, I want to go and train there. And George, that's his name, uh, George Lodovic Goglin. He was like, uh, what, what, in a Chinese restaurant? Train what? I'm like, oh, that's a Chinese restaurant. No, no, martial arts. I want to do. So we, I started off with Taekwondo, then did karate, Taijutsu, which is a form of ninja. And it wasn't until uh, I got into college when I got into uh, judo and jiu-jitsu and grappling. Mm. Hey. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, growing up in L.A., how, especially back then, martial arts wasn't a big thing. Well, at least not that I know of. Was mm-hmm. it different, especially growing up in L.A.? It was yeah. very traditional when I started hey, because okay. I, I, my, my sensei was, uh, I, I swear to God, his name was Sensei Kim. Oh, <laughs> and, you right. know, it was Taekwondo, you yeah. know, and he was very stern, very serious. And he had an accent and um, and you, you, you didn't really play around. Um, it, it felt very militant, you know, mm. um, and maybe it's always been like that. Maybe martial arts always been like that. I'm not sure. But it was very militant right there. You send up straight, blah, blah, blah. You do your katas, blah, blah, blah. But uh, what's interesting, though, four years later, 1993, my stepfather came. And he, and he, and, and he did he come? I, I have two versions of this. I cannot recall which one it was. Uh, either A, he came in with a video cassette that said right. UFC, oh. UFC 1. Yeah, it didn't say UFC 1. It said UFC, Ultimate yeah. Fighting Championship. And yeah. I'm like, what's that? And, then, and, then, and then he's like, do you want to watch it with me? It's very violent. The second memory I have, I don't know if it's, it was UFC 1 or UFC 2 or 3, well, um, but he was just watching it and I just walk in right. and I kind of like, what's going on? And it was just brutal. I saw it and I was very, I saw, I saw this guy who was dressed up in a gi like I used to dress up, but, right. but it didn't look like karate gi, it looked like a different kind of gi. And he was a little small guy and he beat the crap out of everybody. <laughs> uh, and of course I was Hoist Gracie and um, oh, yeah, yeah, I got into uh, more grappling around the time. I had a uh, Armenian friend, Kerrigan, he was doing judo already. So he told me a few chokes, and I would, you know, wrestle around the gym when I was in middle school. But I didn't know much grappling. I just continued with my striking into uh, college. That's when I really, really focused uh, formally in grappling. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. That's cool. Yeah. Especially because, you know, like growing up, a lot of my, our Hispanic friends, they were 
you know, Hispanics are really, really known for boxing. Boxing, yep. Really mm-hmm. known for, especially in LA. So it's, yes. it's, it's crazy that you went the opposite way with yeah. taekwondo. Uh, later on, and, and yeah. also a lot about boxing when I was a kid, too. Right. You know, yeah, I, I didn't train sure. in boxing, not until actually until I got into college. Um, oh, okay. But, but, but I never competed because, um, and I never competed in MMA either. I was actually um, a few times in my life, at least three times, I was scheduled to fight, but for one reason or another, it didn't happen. Right. Uh, and I'm kind of grateful for that because I would, with all the respect to anyone who does compete in striking arts, I, I, they have my respect, no sure. doubt. They're, they're, sure. and, that, and that they are much more braver than I ever have been, but I, I never wanted to Maybe at one point I did want to, but looking back, I'm glad I didn't. I never want to um, endanger my 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 brain. I guess you can say, yeah, you know, absolutely. I, I, you know, absolutely. Be, because uh, I know a lot of fighter friends that uh, have competed and they're not quite the same after one bad bad fight For where sure. they got you know struck out a little bit too much. Yeah. yeah. With all due respect to them, they have uh, they, they have my respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that's I think that's with most male. Well, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can't really speak for females, but I think that especially with younger males, we kind of want to test our primal instincts. You know, we kind of yeah. want to test ourselves. It's not that the fact that we want to beat somebody up, but it's kind of like, how well can I survive this? You know, well, at least for me, it was. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you guys strike, right? You guys, because uh, I, I know you do a little bit of Muay Thai, right? Yes. And, and well, I just borrow with him. He, he beats me about. Yeah, no, I've seen him in past. He's pretty good. He's yeah. better than me, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. In fact, we should train. I, I really sh- should train more in my strike because I miss it. But uh, but yeah, I think there's something to it. You know, I was just it was funny because all last week, well, maybe not all last week. I, I was uh, pre- preparing for this test, right? And I was thinking about what what it means to be a judoka, what it means to be a competitor, and and because uh, I did competing grappling many grappling tournaments i won some i lost some and um and i was thinking about that like you know we're in this age right now where there's that term toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. you know yes and and i do believe there's such thing for sure Mm -hmm. but i don't know why this thought arised but i was thinking that there is something about a a man or a woman Mm -hmm. you know who wants to prove to themselves, at the very least, that they, that they they can go, that they can offer something, and I think it's toxic when you do it to bring other people down, to bully, yes, to um, to show off, and just for for your self gratification. But if you do it in order to just be Oh, you know what it was? I think because I'm watching uh, the Rocky movies with my fiance oh, right now. I think that's what it is. Yeah, and there's that. There's in, in Rocky two. We're in Rocky two right now, oh, and, and, and there's a point where it's like, Adrian, stop asking me to be a man, which is a big meme, you know. Yeah. And in that point, I think I start talking to uh, my fiance about it. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, um, there's something to that. Uh, and yes, women also get that. Ronda Rousey, one of the best oh, fighters. Yeah. Uh, judoka fighters of all time and a, a great uh, MMA fighter. So, so I'm not I'm not just excluding women. So forgive me if I keep saying man or masculinity. I, I mean, I mean everyone. Uh, but um, but there's that that that's that feeling of, of I, can I compete? Mm-hmm. I guess that's what it is. Can yeah. I protect yeah. myself or maybe others if needed? You know, Thanks. which I think can be a little bit more humbling than. Then oh I'm I want to I want to prove that I'm the best I I can beat everyone in this room. It's about can I protect? Yeah, you know for sure. Absolutely, I agree with that 100. Mm-hmm. percent But I, I feel like most 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 people that do that train. Right. And and that that's a good thing. That's one thing that I, I noticed, especially with him, mm-hmm. especially going with Mitch James, and then now with you and mm-hmm. and before growing up, we were always trying to get into 
fights. We're always yeah. trying to get into tussles, mm-hmm. trying to prove ourselves. But ever since then, he started training, it kind of shaped his mind. Like, I don't need to prove myself. I just have to protect. Mm-hmm. So I think training is a big part of oh, like, what sure. people need to do. Yeah. Shoot myself, too. Quote uh, well, me on that. <laughs> <laughs> I teach private sessions. A lot of people who go to me, they, they kind of... Um, they kind of go. It's usually middle-aged men. Right. That that's usually the the. I also have women and and and, and younger and, and even older uh, gentlemen, uh, but they they go to me because a lot of them go to me because they're like I'm getting a little bit older. Right. I want to be able to protect myself, my family. You, you know. And one thing I tell them. It's just, it's never a guarantee. Yeah, you could be a double black belt, a seven degree don. You could be a world champion, whatever. You're getting a street over there. Someone always has a chance. You know, it's, it's funny when 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 someone's an underdog and they win yeah. in an MMA. Everyone's like, he was supposed to lose. No, he was not supposed to lose. It's yeah. not an agreement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and statistics are not a guarantee. Mm-hmm. If I go out there. I like to think I'm a uh, third degree black belt in judo and a third degree brown belt in jiu-jitsu that I can probably beat the average guy over there. For sure. But even if I go with the most untrained person, even if it's like 90, 10%, you know, 90 in my favor and 10% to his favor, he still has 10%. Yeah. Mm. There's something in that, yeah, you sure. know? It, maybe that's the one day that one out of 10 times, he wins yeah. against me. It's never a guarantee. There's so many factors, you know, are, are his friends around the corner, Definitely. you know? Uh, th- th- is he gonna fight wildly and he's gonna sucker punch me or blah 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 this and that mm. so i always tell people i train you can increase your probability right now it might be 50 50 you go out there untrained 50 50 you win a fight right but then you get a yellow belt in judo a blue belt in jiu-jitsu and then it becomes maybe 55 45 percent then you get a purple belt or you get a green belt blah 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 then it becomes like 60 40 percent and on and on and on and once you're a black belt maybe it's probably 90 to 10 percent Right. Maybe higher, maybe lower. Who knows? But um, that's what you do. You increase your probability of being able to defend. All right. That, that's a good way to look at it. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Cause I'm realistic. I'm never, I'm never gonna be the guy who walks in the room and says, "Hmm, I can kick everyone's ass." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you're that guy, your guard's down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know. For and sure. there's deeper issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, my question is, sure. where did professional wrestling come into play? Okay, so about 10 years ago, give or take, um, I was also, I'm an actor as well, and yes, around that time, that too. <laughs> around time I was doing my own, filming my own independent films, and you know, just sending them out to, you know, festivals, and, and maybe selling like hard copies, you know, like, like you know, like the old school rappers in, in, with <laughs> disc in their trunks, like, hey, you want to buy a movie? <laughs> um, but... Um, I made no profit doing these things, but um, I had my own camera. I bought my own camera to do that. And my friend Isaac Sita, an old friend from uh, high school, he's like, hey, I'm filming uh, for this local uh, pro wrestling show. You're very athletic. And I know when you were younger, you were a fan of wrestling. Uh, we're re- willing to train you for free pro- in pro wrestling if, um, if you can loan us your camera. And I'm like, you could, you could, I'll loan you my camera, but I don't think I want to do pro wrestling, you know. Um, competing in judo jiu-jitsu right now and training MMA, blah, blah, blah. But then, uh, like a month or two after I loaned him my camera, I think I get hurt. I, I, I tried to throw someone with a judo move. We're training in MMA, and, and then his weight goes down on me, and I land on my knee, and Ooh. it's like straight Ooh. for like a few days. Like I couldn't, I couldn't bend it or nothing like that. So I'm like, oh, wow, I can't, 
I, I can't move. I'm thinking, well, I still want to train, and pro wrestling is supposed to be friendly because it's well, not real. Yeah, you know, it's, sure. it's, 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 the way I look at it is theater with, with stunts. Live theater with stunts. And um, it's an art form, man. I, mm-hmm. I believe it's an art form. And so I'm like, hey, Isaac, I think I want to give this a shot. They liked me, and about six months into training, they, they put me in as a manager, and then shortly after I have my own matches, I become the jefe. Um, and um, and I trained for about four years or so, and then like about 2004, yes, WWE hits me up uh, because my trainer, Michael Modest, he's like, you gotta send him your stuff. And, and, and he was actually trying to put me in, in Japan. He, said he used to be a champion at NOAA, which is, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Michael Modest used to be a champion at NOAA. He's like, hey, send him your stuff, you know, all the matches, you know, make, make a, um, Make a highlight tape out of it, you know, write down your resume, send it to them. I did. And he's like, while you're at it, send it to WWE. I'm like, by then I was already in my early 30s. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. Uh, I'm too old for WWE and this and that. I was like, do it anyway. So I sent it to them. I sent it to TNA. And then um, they, they actually, uh, Kenyon Seaman, the, the recruiter, he's yeah. actually like, hey, we want to give you, you know, um, a, a trial. So it was December 2014. I do the trial, a few other people do the trials. As we're walking out of the building, uh, he, he like puts his hand on my chest. It's like, everybody else leaves. I swear, it's like a movie. And, then, and he's like, out of everybody, you did the best. We wanna uh, see you more, you know? So no, no contract. They never gave me a contract, but they kept me around. I was a, um, what's this guy named Adam Rose? And, Adam Rose. and I was one of his um, so rosebuds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. You, were, you were the head and everything? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they never put me on television when I was doing little matches oh. for them. I think I only did like two matches with them. Right. Dark ma- matches. And, um, and, and we went to the Arnolds in Ohio in 2015. And mid-2015, he, they're like, um, we don't have no more opportunities for us. So I'm like, oh, wow, okay. So after six months, I'm like, okay, well, that's, that was weird. A year later... Um, they bring me back to do Total Divas, so I was a, I was in the um, Viva Las Vegas, or it, it's called, oh no, no, what happens in Vegas? I think that's the name of the of the episode I'm in. I think it's either season two or three. Mm-hmm. Uh, we filmed it in 2015. And that show blew up or for 16. The yeah, 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 yeah. So I was in one episode, but I'm, I was all over the episode from the beginning, middle to the end. I wasn't throughout the whole episode. That's the only time they used me on TV for anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. That's the last time. Exposure, man. That's yeah. big. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. I think we filmed it in 2015. It aired 2016. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Did you ever get to meet Vince? Did I ever what? Get to meet Vince McMahon? No. No. Aww. I met Ric Flair. What? Uh, you know, walked up to him and I, I'm like, I'm trying out for WWE. And, you know, this was when we were in the Arnold. We were in the Arnold side, Ohio. At Ohio. Yeah, right. And uh, he was having dinner with Charlotte. And I'm like, hi, nice to meet you, Rick. I'm a big fan. And I'm like, I'm trying out for WWE, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, good luck for you, young man. Good luck to you. And um, met Holt Hogan and Jimmy Hart back to back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, some. So did you get to compete on NXT? No, 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 no. So only as just, Rosebud. Yeah, we did. Um, you know when they tour and they do live events? Yeah. That's basically yeah. what I did. And oh, just okay. that. Okay, that's yeah. cool though. That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, the current NXT champion, Karrion Cross. he was my roommate in Ohio. And we what? trained together. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, we, yeah, yeah. We did that and I think we did one, uh, one of those 
talk shows together. You okay. know, we didn't wrestle each other. I think we were just rose buds or something like right, that. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, those dark shows are, are crazy too because I've only seen the pictures. They don't really air those things. Mm-hmm. Are those are those different compared to the normal? Events? They they they're smaller. All oh, right. You know, it seems more compressed. Um, I was there during the Raw before WrestleMania. They didn't put us, put it, they edited us out basically because they're like, you can't walk past this point where the cameras are showing. Oh. <laughs> but that was the night, um, that was the night Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns had their little, you know, awkward tug of war with the title. It was before WrestleMania. What number was that? Um, that was 21? right before you came back to, to No, no, 31, something like that. Yeah, right before, yeah. Yeah, Brock came back to UFC. Yeah, right? later on that year, I think he, he debuted in UFC, re-debuted yeah. UFC or that, or that year after, something like that. I, I think that's when he fought Mark Hunt right yes. after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's crazy. That's so awesome. The height of it, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when did acting come into play? Oh, uh, I always did it since middle school in California, you know, and then um, high school and... Um, in California as well and um, I just professionally I did it 2015 ah, I'm sorry, sorry. Ah, 2005 2005 I think what happened I was working with Nate Bynum uh, he's at UNLV acting for the camera and he um, and he was teaching me how to do auditions and commercials with the camera I was you know required um, at the time being at UNLV and um I think my friend, he's like, hey, hey, there's this open cast thing, you know, for Julie Goldman. She's a local cast director. I was in Vegas already, and I, I go to uh, Julie Goldman. I audition for her, and then she, like, hires me to be an extra in the um, in the film Lucky You mm. uh, with Eric Bana and Drew Barrymore. Oh. Anyway, I was just an extra, you know. Too. And then I told Nate this, and Nate's like, uh, okay, okay, well, uh, here's... Um, Tina Hauser, I think was her name. Uh, here's Tina Hauser. She's here in Vegas, locally, Lens Agency. She can do more than just give you extra stuff. And I've been doing, you know, um, uh, things uh, for for the industry since then. But shortly after, I moved to California, and then I moved back. And I've been, and I, I still, to this day, I go back to California. And not in the, not in the last six months because, unfortunately, COVID. Right. But uh, usually, I go to California once or twice a month in order to film something or to, at the very least, audition for something over there. Right. Yeah, and that's how I got into the industry, really. Yeah. Awesome. So you told me about a show uh, before we started filming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means you write as well. Yes. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So when did you get into writing? Um, I think it was 2008 or so. Um, me and my friends, before I even auditioned for Julie Goldman, I, um, uh, we, we, we were already uh, just messing around, filming little crappy independent films and sending them out to the film festivals. And around 2008, I'm like, I want to make my own movie. So I made this movie called American Jutoka. <laughs> and in my, in my vision, it was supposed to be like Rocky with, with judo. Oh, but man. it's a terrible movie. <laughs> but I had Ronda Rousey in it because back then we used to train together at West Covina. Hey. Yeah, with Anne Maria, uh, her mom and such, and um, it was just terrible. Uh, I mean, she, no, she did a great job. Don't get me wrong, and so did Anne Maria. But um, I, I was a bad director. It was very compromised my vision, if you will, and right. uh, I didn't know what I was doing, you know. Yeah. But you gotta get the first one out, you For know. Sure. The, my my yeah. next movie was much more better. Um, Love Zombie Reject, and I've done little things since then, but I don't think I've filmed a full length film since. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. 
because you've been behind the camera and you've been in front of the camera, mm -hmm. which do you prefer? Oh, in front. In front of the camera. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of funny because when you're in front of the camera, yeah. you are auditioning for someone's vision. Right. And they're like, here, boom. I done, in the last few years alone, I've done a lot of commercials, you know. Um, but other than the Total Divas thing, I, I've been in a lot of cool things like uh, Paradise with Russell Brand and Octavia Spencer. And I can honestly say I exchanged lines in a scene with um, with an Academy Award winner in Octavia Spencer. Right. So I, I, I'm very proud That's of that. Awesome. Um, yeah. You know, I was in Step Up All In. I was on Ray Donovan. I was in, in a bunch of different things. And but in the last few uh, years, I've made a lot of money just in commercials. And I'm thinking, you know, man, I. You really are auditioning, not for money. I don't want to put it that way, but but you don't have a say in what you get cast in. Right. You hope to. Yeah. You read the script, and you're like, oh, this has a vision. I want them to, you know, want me. And you try your best. Mm -hmm. You don't know what they're looking at though, yeah. because you can't be inside someone else's head. So either they hire you or they don't. And even if you do agree with the vision, mm -hmm. you gotta listen to the director. Yeah. And the directors may have a different say than you do. For sure. And so it's always compromised. So unless you write your own script and direct it yourself and act in it, you won't get exactly the performance or get to perform the way you want to. Yeah. But even then, even then, because uh, American Judoka and Love Zombie Reject uh, um, taught me this, um, you, you need to compromise with reality. Mm -hmm. You know, because you might be thinking, you know, oh, I want to put some Ewoks in the background, I want to <laughs> do this and that, blah, 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 but do you have the license? Do you have mm -hmm. the, the budget? Do you have yeah. the blah, 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 blah? And no, I never want to put Ewoks anywhere. I'm just using that as an example. <laughs> that would have been hilarious if you had Ewoks. That's an Ewok right there in Total Divas. Just pop out. Hey! <laughs> that would be hilarious. So, so from competing in, uh, mm -hmm. in martial arts to then from acting to directing to, to WWE, mm -hmm. do you enter every single project with the same mentality? Like, do you go and try to attack it the same way that you do with training the way that you would with acting? Or mm -hmm. how does that mental process work out? Well, when you compete in a tournament, mm -hmm. you want to be as prepared as possible For and sure. as safe as possible. For sure. Uh, yes, I mean, so safe health-wise, but safe in the sense that if I've been drilling a certain arm bar, that's the arm bar I want to hit. If I am drilling a certain throw, that's the throw I want to hit. I don't want to be in, in the middle of a competition and be like, hey, I'm going to try to sweep. I never tried, you know. Right. No, you want to be safe. You want to stick with whatever has a high percentage of success. With acting, though, it's more malleable. You got to be flexible. Right. Because you go into the audition and you might have a certain mentality. But in, during the audition, they will tell you, hey, I'll do it this way. I'm like, oh, but, well, sorry, but I did not, uh, I did not rehearse it that way, sir. Right. I can't do it that way. <laughs> no, it, if, if it's a drama or a comedy and they tell you to do it like a Western, you got to fucking do it like a Western. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, can I curse? Or, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, fuck, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. So, so acting, you, you got to be more flexible than mm -hmm. in martial arts. In martial arts, you got to have a certain um, strategy. You know, and don't get me wrong, you gotta improvise too, because you might have the best strategy to be the, be the guy you researched. You know, you right. might have seen his tape and such, but maybe he knows something new and he's doing it on you. Right. Then you gotta improvise. I'm not saying you gotta like just stay with the plan, you know. I, I'm just saying that acting is definitely much more abstract. Right, that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I never competed in martial arts. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I, most of my exposure came from my brother and just watching UFC. Yeah. But with football, it's the same thing. Like, um, 
being as a linebacker before when you go on attack, oh, you have uh-huh. to have, you have to have like three or four moves ahead of time. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the same thing that you yeah. approach with, with acting as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You especially in judo, you have your combinations. Right. I hit this. I hit this. He'll probably react like this and blah blah. But again, he may not react that way. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. You know. So right. again, there has to be a, a, a measure of flexibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this one might be tough, but okay. what's the um, what's your favorite role you've played? Ooh. Okay, and what is your the role the, your favorite role you tried for? Okay, my favorite role. Gosh, jeez, I hate them all. <laughs> <laughs> um, boy. For funsies, and just for funsies, I, I played Batman during the underground theater production in 2014, was it? Yes, 2014, hey, right before I did the WWE, the WWE tryout. Um, that was fun, you know, and you got to play Batman, but I totally hammed it out, like, you know. Uh, I'm like, Robin, why are these girls dancing? These girls are, like, dancing all around all right. us, you know. It, it was really ridiculous, but I had a lot of fun doing that. Um... Theater-wise, I, I would say maybe that. Um, a more serious tone, though, jeez, oh, I don't know. I really did like the, the Total Divas thing because I kind of played myself. But um, in Total Divas, I played an injured. Th- this might not be very PC, uh, and I apologize for, for offending anyone. <laughs> it's not my intent. But I played a, a wrestler playing a prank on Rusev. I don't know if you guys remember yeah, Rusev yeah, or Rusev, not. big boy. And um, his fiance and Renee Young supposedly hired me and my quote-unquote wife, this girl who was um, playing my wife, and and I was supposed to play someone who was a former wrestler who got injured, and he's in a wheelchair. He goes up to Rusev and hey, man, I'm glad you're doing great, man. I can't do wrestling anymore, but I'm glad you're okay. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Blah, blah, blah. Later on... Um, my wife gets invited to a, a some kind of a uh, nightclub thing, and, they, 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 and then they, she gets in an altercation with someone in there and gets kicked out. It's a big mess. It's uncomfortable. And then the day after that, they're having a dinner. Me and my wife, uh, we come in, and we do this little fake pro wrestling match in front of them. Then we remove our mask, and I'm doing these flips and such. And Rusev's like, hey! You're not in a wheelchair. What are you doing? You know, and, it, and, it, and it's supposed to be this big reveal, and it, right. it was really fun because um, uh, I really got to like play around with Rusev quite a bit. Right. Yeah, I would say that's probably one of my favorite ones. <laughs> that was James. Yeah, Shout out to James. James yeah, yeah, yeah. I also like Ray Donovan because I got to do a lot of stunts there. I, unfortunately, I didn't have any lines, but I was playing um, one of the lead actresses, training partners. I played a professional wrestler too, and. Right. Um, and I really like that role a lot because I also got to um, help out with the extras, you know, put them on hold and such. I was in translator for them too. I did a lot for that Ray Donovan show, so it was really fun for that one season. Well, that's one season and a half that I was with them. That's mm-hmm. cool, man. That's yeah. dope. That's awesome. So I don't know if you can't expose them, but mm-hmm. is Total Diva scripted? They gave me an idea of what to say, oh, okay. but it was improvised. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. it's like, okay, you got to tell Rusev that you can't, walk anymore and you gotta tell Rusev that that uh, you gotta make him feel sorry for you and that you're a big big supporter of Rusev so that's like, hey brother oh it's great to see you man uh, unfortunately I can't you know train anymore or anything like that but I'm glad that you made it man blah, blah, blah. and then you so, know so it's just like how the WWE wrestling is like it, it's almost scripted but they mm-hmm. let you freelance a little bit well WWE 
like like I said, they, I was just a gun for hire. Right. You know, they they only like pay me to show up and do these dark matches and such, blah blah blah. But I never got hired full time. So mm. I got to do a promo once during the Ohio. Okay. Uh, Arnold's tryouts. Right. You know, that's the only time they ever let me do a promo. And I like to think that I did a good job. They they told me I did a good job. But um, but other than that, they they never they never. And when they told me to do the promo, uh, they asked me a question and, and I had to improvise right there on the spot. Mm. So I don't know what they do with the long time talent, the yeah. long term talent. I don't know if they they're probably a little bit more strict and more For specific. Sure. Mm-hmm. For sure, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And uh, before we leave the interview session, um, do you want to plug anything that anything you have coming up? Or like, what's what's in the future plans? Yeah. Well, for the time being, everything's on hold because mm-hmm. of COVID. For sure. But um, you know, when when the whole Black Lives Matter thing happened um, again, <laughs> it's an ongoing thing since about 2012 now. And, uh, and, and um, just happened this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. I heard about that. Yes. 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 And it's funny, too, because uh, you said it just happened this morning. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up in L.A., right? right? And t- during the 1992 race riots, yeah. I was there. Yeah. Ronnie King beatings, I was there. Well, you know, the race riots came after the Ronnie King beatings. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then, like, um, two years later, the O.J. Simpson trial. And, it, you know, and then, like, what, 25-plus years later, we're still not over it. But then you go back. You go back, you know. Uh, John Lewis just passed away, right? Yeah. And look at John Lewis. He walked with Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malcolm X. <laughs> Martin Luther King. My apologies. Um, but he died uh, in a year where this is still an ongoing issue. Mm-hmm. So imagine how he feels, man. Or he, how he felt, you know, um, passing away with thinking, what did we accomplish? To? Don't get me wrong. He accomplished a lot. For he sure. has. Sure. But that goes to show we got a lot of work. Going, For sure. You know. I... Um, I, I am writing a, a script to a pilot uh, comedy show. I was thinking um, in Living Color, if you will, hey. you know, modern day in Living Color that, that kind of tackles serious um, things such as uh, COVID-19 and Black Life, the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and I already have a draft written out, um, quite a few drafts actually. And um, I met Michael Williams about almost two years ago. Michael Williams is a gentleman who owned a club back in LA, back in the 90s and 80s. And a lot of people who ended up doing In Living Color used to play in his, mm-hmm. uh, perform in his club. And um, we've been wanting to work on something for almost two years. So we got together with a few people and then um, I've been writing this um, script. And um, we kind of have to wait for COVID-19 to leave in order for us to actually get together safely and actually film what we want to film but sure. that's the idea so we're sure. waiting for a virus to go away and then we'll talk about producing it that the working title is the minority report Ooh, yeah. I like that. yeah yeah I like it's, that. it's it's, it's kind of you guys ever see that kentucky fried movie it's this absurd movie where um where they, they they're telling the news mm-hmm. but then they have commercial breaks and and, and everything is ridiculous that, that the news that they report is ridiculous that <laughs> The, um, what do you call it, the, the commercials they have are ridiculous and, and, and they're funny, blah, blah, blah. So this is like similar to, it's like, hi, welcome to the Minority Report. We're gonna tell you about this and that. 
you know, uh, difference uh, between men and women in pay, blah, 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 but, but in, in a uh, humorous fashion. And the commercials also have some social commentary and such. I love that. Yeah. That, love sounds, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. wait to watch that. That sounds dope. Yeah, Especially man. Especially nowadays. A lot of people, they don't remember In Living Color, you know? Yeah, that's yeah, a shame because yeah, I loved In Living Color. Same, same. We were, we were young. I was born in 91, so yeah. I was real young, but still, our parents... Raised us on them. Oh, and Living Color was great. Yeah, Jim Carrey, Still Jamie Foxx. Oh, yeah, Jamie um, Foxx. Oh, yeah. So many. J Lo oh, yeah. was a backup. J Lo was a yeah. fly girl. A yeah. fly girl, that's fly right. Girl, fly girl. Ah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man. Yeah, so I kind of want to do something like that. Uh, and if anybody wants to collaborate, um, well, my Instagram handle is at the goddamn jefe. At goddamn happy and um yeah you can always look me up on facebook too and send me a message i'm looking for people to help out with this project too so absolutely yeah i'm down yeah i would love to have you guys involved yeah, yeah for sure. sure all right so uh we appreciate that interview but uh well, i did want to touch on some things before we we close this out um for sure uh, upcoming news i'm pretty sure everybody saw the batman trailer oh yeah yeah what are, what are, what are your feels <laughs> on the batman trailer well i'll, I'll let our guests go first Okay, well, um, you know, Patterson, not my first choice, okay. but you know what? I, I, I am very vocal about him not being my first choice. However, I am willing to give him a chance because I wasn't happy with Ben Affleck as Batman. He did a great job. Yeah. Uh, he Ledger was doubted, and so was Michael yeah. Keaton. Yeah. And sure, they did sure. a great job in the Batman series. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I can picture him, and I saw the trailer and. I can picture him as Batman. He, as Bruce Wayne, he looks a little too emo. Emo, yeah. 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 And I love what they're doing with Riddler. I, oh, I love that it. is great. I love it. No, Creepy I love motherfucker. It. I love that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I, I, the overall structure of the movie looks great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just I'm trying to get over Pattinson like everybody, but we had George Clooney before, so yeah, with bad yeah. nipples. Yeah, with yeah. bat nipples. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I don't think he can do worse than him. Yeah, I, don't think so. yeah, I don't think so. So I I'm excited. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Iceman. Yeah, yeah. everything freezes. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm excited for it. Yeah, for me, um, same thing. It was kind of weird. I couldn't get Edward Cullen out of my mind every mm -hmm. time I saw him as Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I love the brutality in the way that he fights. That fight mm -hmm. scene, the yeah. all elbows. That was good. Because Christian Bell, his was a lot more technical. This one is a lot more rage in yeah. the way that he fights. And I love yeah. it. Yeah, vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Vengeance. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to point out, and yes, hit me right now as so we're talking about this. It, this movie has a feeling... That reminds me of the movie Seven. You guys ever see Seven? I, I heard of it, but I never okay, watched it. Okay, it's about this guy who's killing people one by one based on the seven deadly sins in the Bible. Um, and they're all being left deformed. Brad yes, Bram Pitt and okay. uh, Morgan uh, Freeman. And it's, it's, it's a fucking great movie. You guys should watch it. And um, the great thing about this movie is you don't know who's the killer. Just like you don't know. I mean, you, we know the Riddler, of course, but, mm -hmm. but he's all bandaged up, assuming that is the Riddler mm -hmm. and such. Yeah. And it's a mystery for the Batman and James Gordon to find out who he is. And just like in the movie Seven, it, uh, Brad Pitt's character and Morgan Freeman's character, it was a mystery to them who this killer is. And they're like, right. and it seems like he, uh, the Riddler has victims that he's... I don't know if he's defacing them or not, but he's definitely killing them mm -hmm. or putting them in danger mm -hmm. and giving out the, rid the riddles. And that's totally like the s seven. Check out yeah. seven. I bet yeah. I bet it inspired uh, Mark 
Who? Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. Yeah. I bet it inspired him. I, I gotta watch that movie. Yeah. What? Well, um. Uh. Commissioner Gordon. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? Yeah. Did anybody notice that he was he wasn't? Watching? I knew he was. Oh yeah. yeah. I knew that. Yeah. He yeah. Was. I'm just saying, like watching it. Like watching it. Oh, did you like, even notice it? No. I, yeah. I, as soon yeah. as I saw him, I was like, oh, that's Commissioner Gordon. I regret I cannot recall his name right now, but I yeah. do like the actor. I like Same. him in um. um if Westworld? I it, huh? Westworld. Oh yes, he's in that. I haven't seen him in that, but he was in Bro- uh, Boardwalk Empire. He oh, did yeah. a great job in that, yeah. and he's also um, James Bond's best friend. I can't remember the name of the character either, but uh, in the in the recent Bond movies with um, Battle Royale or Casino Royale, yeah, uh, all the all the modern ones. Mm-hmm. He's been um, his his CIA counterpart. I cannot remember the name of the character though. Daniel yeah. Craig, and then yeah, he he's the one that's in the office, right? No, he's no. he's. Um, Gosh, I'm trying to think. He's the guy who gives him the chips to continue in, in Casino Royale. Mm. He goes up to him and says, hey, we're trying to get the chief. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah that's right. Yeah, I that's can right. finance you. And, he, and blah, blah, blah. That's, yeah, that's him. right. Yeah. yeah. And he's also the voice of the Watcher now in Marvel, right? Is he? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, okay cool. Yeah, wow. Yeah. For the... Uh, uh, the What If series. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. I, I, I regret I cannot recall his name. I know. I know his name. I just can't recall it right now. Yeah. yeah. He's a but I think it was a great choice. It was great, it was great <laughs> I can't take him out of Westworld. Yeah. Really? I never yeah. watched Westworld. I gotta watch that. Yeah. It's, I hear great it's things. trippy. I tried watching Black Mirror once. It was kind of weird for me. Oh, I, I love Black Mirror. Oh, you didn't like it? No, I love I, it. I watched the one with, um, is it Daniel Kaluuya? Yeah. From, from, Kaluuya. Uh, Kaluuya from, um, Get Out. Get out and ah yes, that was yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah I watched that mm-hmm. episode. It was kind of weird, but not as weird as the one with um, the dude that plays Falcon in the Marvel series. Oh, Anthony Mackie. Oh yeah, oh, I, I saw that I one. That, that one is either. oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I Where I don't want to play video games ever again. After that. Yeah, the whole premise is um, uh, these two long best friends. best friends that were separated for a few years. They they reunite uh, by by playing this game. But his best friend, um, what's the name of the actor again? Uh, I forgot his name, but he's the bad guy in, um, he's Candyman right now, and he's the bad guy oh, in Oh, Candyman, he's Candyman, that's yeah. awesome. Oh, he's Black Manta. Okay, yeah, so, Black Manta. so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Falcon basically, you know, uh, uh, plays this video game with, with Candyman, <laughs> and Candyman decides to, <laughs> I'm making my own movie right now, uh, and then Candyman decides to have a, um, uh, because it's a fighting game, and, oh, and right. the character he picks is a girl. Uh, and I guess it's very flexible fighting game because you can do whatever you want. Right. And reality. they end up making out. And then slowly but surely, they fall in love oh using the avatars. God. It's trippy. Oh Falcon, baby. Candyman. Yes. Making out. <laughs> and they're like, they have meetups on the game. <laughs> it's, it's weird, oh bro. My and God. It's trippy. I, I want to watch it, but I don't want to. No, but see, that's why I like uh, Black Mirror. Because it, it, it asks you, you know, to uh, question things about yeah, life sure. and technology. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like... What do we fall in love with? Is it our physical avatars, or or is it that that person inside? Blah blah, this or that, and yeah, yeah I love how they brought up sexuality and all that stuff. That was very yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For you know, sure. thought provoking at the very least. Yeah. yeah, and even that one episode that you, you need to watch, the one with um, what's her name um, in Captain America? She's the the main girl in Captain America. His love interest. Oh. Uh... She had her own TV show too. Yeah. It was called Agent Revenge Carter. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, Agent Thirteen. Uh, she she's a uh, brings her. She has a choice to bring her boyfriend back to life because he passes away. Mm-hmm. But it's not actually her boyfriend, and it's like you got to live with that. Would you actually want to bring them back? Because it's like a shell of him. 
but it's like not him. Yeah, it's weird. He already died. But what would be the point if you did that though? What would be the point? I yeah. mean, just it's to not save them. your own emotions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems very not shallow because you you, you sincerely would miss. God forbid, a loved one were to pass away, and mm-hmm. you know you had that choice, and maybe you would choose to do so, but at what cost? Yeah. yeah. Gotta yeah. let them rest in peace, you know. Yeah, yeah. and that was yeah. the whole premise of the episode. It was, it was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. For sure, I'm gonna go watch that once again. But I'll um, give Black Mirror a chance. Yeah, it's awesome. But um, let's let's touch on another thing that happened at DC Fandom. Anybody that watched that, how do you mm-hmm. feel about the Flash movie finally going through, and they have Michael Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck yeah, in the Michael same Kane movie. Is... He's gonna play Batman again. Oh, he's taking over. The yeah. Role yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they're gonna do it, but you have both Batmans at the same time. Ooh, I love be that. That'll be I love, interesting. I've been I'll wanting be... Michael Keaton to return since '92, so right. this is like right. what 29 years in the making for me. <laughs> I see the concept art. Once I saw the yellow Batman sign, I was like, "Oh yes!" Really, there's concept art. Mm-hmm. I gotta check that yeah, out. I didn't watch it's it. It's awesome. They yeah, have the yeah. new Flash suit. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, and I always wanted to watch Ezra Miller and see how he would pan out in his own movie. Cause Other mm-hmm. than his little thing where he punch that girl yeah. Yeah. did he do it in real life or yeah. what oh you serious he got upset with her they were talking crap in the bar she was still talking crap to him when he walked out and he punched her oh I can't get behind that <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. A, why God would you damn it bro you can't ever punch she I, never got physical with you can't ever punch a woman Mm-mm. you know like I know we have uh, women competing now in the U- UFC but look I'm gonna say this and I hope this doesn't make me uh, sound like I'm, I'm too old school or anything like that but when I see women get punched in the UFC, it's still I still kind of cringe. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I don't want to see that. I mm-hmm. want to see a woman bloody. I don't want to see a woman hurt. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like like when when it's the women and women competing, that's cool. But when people mm-hmm. were starting to talk like, oh, Chris Cyborg needs to fight some of the men. I'm like, no, no, you can't, no, you can't, no, you can't, no. You can't, you can't, you can't do that. Bah, no, you can't do that. You gotta draw the line somewhere, yeah. and that's definitely the line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, Chris Cyborg might be able to knock out some of them, but, but still, that, that, yeah, that yeah, doesn't yeah. need to be. Not yeah, yeah. When I used to train with uh, Ronda Rousey, she used to come to our gym in, in, in Claremont, California, and we used to go to um, West Covina to her gym too. And and she would beat the shit out of people, yeah, she, uh, yeah. men, you know, uh, choke them out, throw them and such, you know. Uh, so I'm, I know she can't compete against men, you know, yeah. a certain weight at, at the very least, if not any. But um, but that's not the point though. That it's yeah. just it's a thing of honor. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that makes me old school. But getting physical with a woman is just. Yeah. yeah. Icky. Yeah. Icky. Very yeah. icky. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> all right. That's crazy. So you've been around Claremont and Pomona uh-huh. and all that. <sighs> Everywhere. Yeah, Chino cool. Hills. Yeah. I went to Mount Sac. Yeah? Yeah. I went yeah. to Mount San Antonio College right next to, uh, uh, what is that other school? Uh, it's not Azusa, is it? Pop- no, not Azusa. Uh, yeah, um, Cal Poly. Cal Poly. Cal Poly. Yeah. I swear I was going to say Cal Poly. Yeah. 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 yeah right up the hill. Yeah, up north. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We went there. Our family lives in Pomona. Yeah, yeah. Our parents are originally from Carson. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so you're Pomona guys. Yeah. So, yeah. So originally Carson. Originally Carson. I used to go to Pomona and train uh, there too. Yeah. They yeah. had some good wrestling out of Pomona mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Especially, um, I think it's Foothills. Even Chino Hills came up too. They had the, the they, Ball yeah. family. Yeah. The Ball yeah, family the, blew up yeah. over there. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. That's crazy. So uh, on uh, section, since we haven't had a guest in a while, this is one of our. Uh, uh, people's favorite a lot of our listeners favorite uh, segment it's called N- rapid fire not so rapid fire questions okay so they're just for you and uh answer them as as fast as you like because they are kind of uh 
long. <laughs> okay. But uh, okay. So I'll try my best. Right. If I say something decent, edit that out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what was your first job? My first job. What was? Oh, um, I was um, a, a grocer of sorts in this little marketplace. I was just moving some crates around. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Where were at? It was uh, my my brother-in-law's uh, place somewhere in LA. Mm. I was a kid though. I was like 16 years old, All 15 right. years old. I, I I don't remember. No high school. Uh -huh. That's cool. Yeah, I, yeah, and I <laughs> he only had me for one day. I did such a terrible job. <laughs> he paid me. He's like never again. And I don't blame him. All right, this is, I went back to the recording. But next one is uh, what was your what is your dream job growing up? Was it acting? Job. Actually, it was uh, being a uh, either fireman or a composer. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be a fireman or slash or and uh, a composer. Yeah, <laughs> I would just envision myself like, like um, and not, not, not necessarily a composer. What do you call those people who um, move the wand around? Yeah, yeah, composer. yeah composer. There you go. Yeah, yeah. you like uh, Fantasia type things? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I just wanted to be fancy. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> it also speaks to your artistic side. I mean, with your directing and all that, mm -hmm. you just want to direct art. Yeah, 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 I guess uh, you want to search in control, creativity. Yeah. That's wise. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any hidden talents other than the ones like you have so many it's hard to even? Hidden talents that I don't That nobody about. knows about. I'm a pretty good gamer. I don't think I talk about it a lot. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm like a super great gamer, but um, like old school games or games? yeah, any games really. You know, yeah. I just have a thing about you know. I mean, it takes me time, but I'll go into the hard modes and I just beat the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. I mean, I, you know, I could do front flips, back flips, and all these gymnastic stuff, but <laughs> I always post those things. So I don't think that's a hidden talent. Right. Um, yeah. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. And I can embarrass myself very well in karaoke. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I think we all karaoke can. Night. Yeah, yeah, karaoke <laughs> night. All right, growing up, what was your favorite superhero? I think I know. <laughs> oh, Batman. Yeah. Always. Oh, here's the funny thing. Mexico. Okay. All right. Mexico, he's known as Bruno Diaz. Bruno Diaz. And I read his comic books when I was a little kid, a uh, six-year-old, seven-year-old kid in Mexico. And then when I moved to the United States and Batman 1989 came out, mm. I'm like, Bruce Wayne? Who the hell is Bruce Wayne? <laughs> I, thought, I thought Batman was Mexican. I thought his name was uh, Bruno Diaz. You know, I thought That's he was Mexican. Hilarious. That's, That's hilarious. awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Bruno Man, Diaz. Our people didn't do that. No. No, we didn't no. have a Samoan Bruce Wayne. Nope. Well, yeah, <laughs> no. How, how do you guys feel about that? When, when they take white characters and they make them um, a, a different race. Like Aquaman. Oh, pisses me off. Yeah, he doesn't like Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't mind him. I don't. I mean, the well, because movie, he's the movie. I wasn't a fan of. What, what is uh, Momoa? Momoa? Is he Jason Momoa is Hawaiian. Yeah, he's Hawaiian. I didn't mind that so much. But yeah. but here's the thing. I wish there were just more Hawaiian, black, Asian. You know, Mexican, uh, uh, Mexican superheroes. Yeah, you sure, know, for sure. Because I grew up honestly thinking Batman was Mexican, and maybe yeah. that's why I still love him because I, I still kind of like think, oh, he's Mexican. You know, <laughs> in my own little way. <laughs> you know, Gotham's not in New York. Gotham's down over there by uh, Mexico City. What the hell are they talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I wish DC and Marvel instead of of, of making white superheroes into uh, black or Mexican superheroes that I don't even know if they do that for Mexicans. I, I wish they would just push those that we did have, like Spawn. Spawn is a great superhero. He's African American, you know? know. Robbie um, Reyes. Why is there not a full length feature film Robbie on Robbie Reyes? Reyes? For sure. Why the fuck is the Falcon a, a sidekick, yeah. you know? And, and, and same thing with um, 
uh, War Machine. Yeah. You know, totally. they should have their own fucking movies. Yeah. You know? Like that I love, I love Black heroes. Panther, yeah. but I love Static Shock. You know, I love where there's not black in the name. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Why can't he just yeah. be mm-hmm. a superhero without being yeah, black? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like uh, we should have a superhero called White Panther because of the mask is black. White Panther. That would. Uh, um, all right. What would you have as your superpower if you had the choice? Hmm. Not not including uh, billions of dollars, right? Because that's Tony Stark and <laughs> yes. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Okay, not including that. that. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh gosh, do I want to be typical and say flight? Mm. Flight, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, you know, flight would be cool. I think so. I think you'd do a lot if you flew around. I mean, why not? It's you know, just freedom. Yeah, even you could even just report stuff. You could just fly around the city, like, mm-hmm. hey, hey, nine one one, hey, I got a situation here. You don't have to get involved. <laughs> that is true. You just fly around. That's true. Your superhero name will be the Hall Monitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if a man's like, um, that would be yeah, <laughs> Hall Monitor. If a, if a man's threatening a woman, you could just go and slap in the in the head and the fly <laughs> off. Like, what are you do, bro? Stop doing that to your woman. <laughs> fly away. It's like, okay, he's gone. Good. So, woman, I was telling you, bam, slap him again. I told you, stop bothering her. You know. Or do the do the falcon scene where you push him off a building and then you drop down and pick him up <laughs> yeah yeah see don't do that again yeah. or else i'm gonna do that to you <laughs> i'm not gonna pick you up yeah ah, next yeah. time i won't yeah yeah all right do you have an embar- embarrassing story that you would be okay share embarrassing story yeah, i'm sure there's at least one uh, oh. oh man okay i'm sure there's one We've got a lot of poop ones. <laughs> oh, God, no. There's none of those. Um, I'm trying to think of a good one or any one. Um, okay, here's one from third grade. I, I believe it was third grade. Okay. <laughs> okay, uh, and this was very embarrassing for me at the time being because I, I was a kid. You gotta, you know, mind, mind that kids are very cruel to one another when they're kids. But I was just, you know, just listening to my teacher, and my teacher was telling a story, you know. And um, there were the, the story has something to do with with a bunch of rabbits being chased by a fox and one being caught by a fox and I, something like that. And uh, and then the teacher said, "What kind of a bunny?" would fall for a trick like that, you know, because I think that the fox, foxes were like hiding and then they jumped at a, a, a bunny, right? And um, and, and, and then that the right answer would be a slow bunny that couldn't get away in, in time, right? But me thinking, you know, the bunny was just minding its own business, not being very observant, and then a fox got the better of him. I, 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 I whispered under my breath, a stupid one. And it, you know, it's not really that funny or anything like that, but for, for whatever reason at the time being, I was, so overwhelmed with humor, I was just laughing my ass up, and I fell over my chair, and I just kept laughing, like looking up in the ceiling, and everybody cried around me, and they're looking at me like, "What the hell's wrong with you, Caesar?" You know, and I, that was definitely the most embarrassing. And here's another one too. Oh, this is very weird. Okay, <laughs> first grade when I first came to this country. Okay, oh, this is very embarrassing. Um, okay, my full name is Cesar Alejandro Lascano, right? My family knows, knows me as Alex. When I went to school in Mexico, Alex, 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 right? And I was seven years old, you know, first grade. Um, um, uh, they made me repeat the first grade for, for the United States, right? And that's embarrassing enough. But uh, my mom wanted to, and, and, and 
And for the first day, they're doing roll call, right? And they're like, Caesar, Caesar. And she's looking at me because I'm like the, 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 the new kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Caesar. I'm like, what, 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 why is she looking at me? Right? It's like, your name is Caesar. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> I go back home and I just run to my mom's arms and I'm like, they changed my name. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> These oh, Americans changed oh, my oh, name. Oh, and she's like, what do you mean? My name is Caesar now. I was like, that's your name, you stupid fuck. <laughs> well, she didn't say that, but yeah, I wouldn't yeah. blame her if she did. Cesar Alejandro Lascano. Right. But I was Alex, and I was seven years old. So my parents called me Alex, uh, you know, since I was a little baby, so I didn't know any better. Yeah, no sure. one told me, hey, your full name is Cesar Alejandro Lascano. Nine until I was seven years old. Uh, maybe I'm not the brightest kid, or I wasn't the brightest kid, but that, was, that is true. Yeah, that is true. You that's found a great out from story. a teacher, now you're from your family. That's the funny, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. yeah. That's a yeah. great one. Or, um, do you have any favorite food? Sushi, probably. Mm. Oh, I love sushi. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. Um, my my, my uh, current sensei, uh, he's uh, Eji Watanabe. And, you know, we were talking about sushi the other day. And he's like, oh, I don't know. Americans don't have actual sushi. Sushi is very plain, blah, blah, blah. I never ordered a very plain sushi. So I'm not sure. So maybe Americanized sushi, unfortunately. I hate to say it <laughs> yeah. since I'm a judoka. But, but I, I think... Modern, uh, modernized, Americanized. I mean, um, sushi is probably my favorite. Well, I mean, then we added so much stuff onto them. Yeah, so man, stuff. they're so good. <laughs> That's probably sugar at this point. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. To be honest, yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite quote that you live by? Um, I don't know if I live. Okay, okay. This is a quote I probably say the most. I say, uh, "Fuck fear, love life." Mm. You know, and I usually say that to myself when I'm, you know hesitant about something and I just want to jump into it I'm like fuck it mm-hmm. do it you know but um, I'm actually studying stoicism and stoicism teaches you that you cannot control exterior factors like if a tree falls on my car I can't control that mm-hmm. so what would be the point of me stressing over it For sure. what I can do is learn from it okay I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna park my car under a tree in the future right. so exterior decisions interior decisions you can control exterior factors you cannot so that's kind of something I'm trying to live my life by. It's very sure. difficult, though. For I fall sure. off the wagon many times, For but sure. that's the idea. For sure. attempt is Especially important. with all, all the things that you've done, mm-hmm. um, you, would, you would imagine that you faced a lot of great failure mm-hmm. just, just because oh, yeah. you're trying, you know? So that, that's a really, really I hate thing losing. Yeah. I hate losing. For sure. You know, I'm very competitive, For so sure. I always have to win. Yeah. But... Um, <laughs> But what I tell my students, my little kids specifically, is that once you lose, what can you do? Yeah. What can you do? You, as long as you did your best, you gotta move on. Yeah. Go back to the you know drawing board, get better, train better. Next time, hopefully, it won't happen again. Right. Yeah. That, that's one thing that I try to tell him too, because we're trying to start this big old media venture as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And us being for athletes and former athletes, we were we were always taught to study game film. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I try to tell them too. Like, don't worry about it. These ones, are, like our first, our first episodes were shitty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we recorded what, like thirty episodes before we dropped our first one, but mm-hmm. we would just kept going back to the film and kept yeah. like, what can we fix here? That's one thing that I'm trying to apply in my own mm-hmm. life too. Because, like you said, man, it's tough. It's I, tough. I think the biggest thing we can teach people, uh, children specifically, is how to handle failure. Yeah. Failure is. 
problem. I mean, who's afraid of good things? Yeah. You know, who's afraid of success? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's people who's like, oh, you you fear success, but the truth is, they're failing. That uh, they're 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 um afraid of failure. Yeah. Everything. The 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 possibility of failure, actual failure, and the aftermath of how, how to deal with failure. That is the biggest and scariest thing. And something I still struggle with these days. Like I said, I don't like to lose. But uh, it's definitely something we can definitely teach our kids uh, how to move on from that. Because I think it's easy to teach someone to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's easy to sure. teach someone to be proud. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to have someone swallow failure and still keep going. Yeah. You know, there's so many people who just quit because they, they, they lose. And, and when, they, when you lose... Uh, not, not, I don't want to say especially a mat, mat, match, but, but when you lose a match, for instance, or a game in your case, because mm-hmm. you played football, right. um, you kind of feel like, am I adequate? Mm-hmm. You know, am I good enough? Mm-hmm. You know, um, but what we should really think is, good, how can I learn from this? How can I harden my, my armor mm-hmm. with this? Yep. And I know I've said th- I've said this on the show before, but my first jujitsu match I lost in forty five seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I lost my first judo match, yeah. and then I came back. In judo is double elimination. I came back and I kept going and I actually won the the silver state championship. Hey, yeah, awesome! Yeah. That's back in two thousand six. Yeah. So how did you deal with, with with your first quote unquote failure? Um, I, I honestly it shocked me, but I really wanted mm-hmm. to get back out there because. I was training so hard leaning up to it because to be prepared like we said before and um, yeah, it was just it was tough to deal with but uh, you, you just got to get back on the horse mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. Uh, here's the thing it's not so much about how many times you win and how many times you lose mm-hmm. but how many uh, did you get the big one yeah. you know like uh, I might be wrong but I believe Abraham Lincoln lost most of the elections he ran for mm-hmm. but he won once for Congress and then he won once for presidency. Oh, well, twice for presidency. Twice for presidency. That's, those are big elections, mm-hmm. you know. So he ran for this and that. Maybe he even ran for Senate. I'm not sure. Yeah, but but he was president twice. Right. Yeah, right. So you're going to say, oh, he lost more elections than he won. This guy's such a bad politician. He's a loser. He's right. a bad candidate. Yeah, no, no, man. He was the president. Yeah, you know, twice. he won the big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. That's true. Yeah. Way to look at it. All right. Uh, the last three questions. Um, this one is a really good one. I love this one. If you could reboot any role, mm. uh, any role, reboot it, that you would play, what would that be? Bane from Batman. Wait, wait, wait. Are we talking about, like, well, well, because here's the thing. When we're talking about reboots, yeah. mm-hmm. let's face it, serious roles, like, like because I love Shakespeare. I, I, I consider myself a Shakespearean uh, theater actor. So anything from Shakespeare, I would love to do. Anything. You know, from Macbeth down to Don Armando de Adriano in Love, Labor's Lost, anything like that. That I would love to, and and that would be kind of like a remake or you know a reboot, if you will. But right. but if we're talking about like reboots, mm-hmm. usually we're talking about franchises, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we're talking about franchises. Then Bane from the Batman series. I'll tell you why, because he's rarely represented as um, Latino or Hispanic, yeah, and the original depiction of him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's still current or not. He was from Cuba. Now I'm not Cuban. Right or around that? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah right. Yeah. So I believe he was Cuban. Yeah. Now, I'm not Cuban, but I am Latino. Yeah. And so far, we've had, if you include the little guy uh, who was pre-Bane in the Batman and Robin, mm-hmm. and then the poor wrestler who played him later on the, that day, and then Tom Hardy, yeah. three white people have played Bane. Yeah. Bane, yeah. and that is a role that is Hispanic. Latino yeah. or Hispanic. Yeah. 
you know? So and true. I would love to. Yeah, he's a luchador. Yeah, he's a luchador. He, he, he kind of has a luchador look in the comic books and in the cartoon series, but, uh, but, but yeah, he, he, he's Latino, you know, and, or, or Hispanic based, and, um, Let's get an Hispanic guy playing. Yeah, Come sure, on. Sure. Especially because that last one, Bane is known for being militant in the comics. Mm-hmm. So at least they got that part right. But at least yeah. get the race right. Yeah. yeah at least you know? How do you guys feel if there's like that one Samoan Batman villain and he's played by a white guy? Oh, oh we get that all the time. All the time. I we bet. The time. I bet. Yeah. You know? It's there's, like, come on now. There's a there's a TV show back in the day. It was called A Thousand Ways to Die. Yeah. And um, they were depicting a um, the Fijian Islands. Because they're known for cannibalism. Yeah. So it was two white people who got washed up to shore and they, they killed and cooked them. Yeah. But on A Thousand Ways to Die, the two actors are Samoan. Mm-hmm. And they're speaking Samoan, not Fijian. But it's funny because they're actually talking shit about the the camera crew. In Samoan. Yeah, in Samoan. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're really saying... They're, I forgot exactly what they said, but it was like... It was something like, these stupid fucks don't know the difference between us or something like that in uh-huh. Samoan it was hilarious yeah, 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 yeah. stuff like that all but the time the, uh, the Princess Kayu <laughs> movie yeah she the, was the Hawaiian king they had a, a, a white guy play him yeah King Kamehameha yeah. or even dude freaking all the 51st Day movies you probably see two Hawaiian true Hawaiians in there yeah. like a lot mm-hmm. of the Islander movies you don't ever see none of us yeah yeah, yeah. It is what it is, but you know. Keep ethnic roles in ethnic hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone have to have like all these white roles turned black, like like Commissioner Gordon and such. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if you have just black people play black people, Hispanic people, and push those heroes, yeah. push Bane more, push Bond more, mm-hmm. you know, then you know, things would be better, more yeah. more diverse. But I think also it's important for us uh-huh. as ethnics to converse about comic books and stuff like that. I think Because so. also within our own communities, it's kind of like... You're a nerd for nerd. that. Yeah. yeah, you know? I don't believe... So, so just yeah. the depiction of it in Hollywood would be good, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's why for I love sure. The Rock. Because even though The Rock... If you ask any Samoan, he's the most whitewashed Samoan. But he puts, <laughs> on, he puts on for our people. Does, yeah, know? it's something, does. right? Yeah. Yeah, people, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. yeah, cool. So my favorite question that I've been waiting to ask you okay. since I asked you to be on this... Okay. Give us your best impression. My this best. guy has some really good impressions. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my brother love him. Yeah, we love impressions. All right, I'll do a little scene. Okay, this is something I've done since college. Hopefully it doesn't suck. Because, <laughs> uh, I never heard it recorded, so here we go. Uh, this is Honor Schwarzenegger and Super Stallone, if they were a couple. All right. And live together, okay? Honor uh, Schwarzenegger, um, it's been waiting for Super Stallone to come in. I don't know why. <laughs> that's a scenario, but I've been making fun of them since college. Oh, that's the best. Hey, yo, Artie, what's going on? It's like, Artie Sylvester, you always do this. Where were you? Hey, you know, I was out there. You know, I was out there. You know, so doing stuff. You know, you go relax, honey. You go relax. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, Sylvester, you've been cheating on me. Where you were you with? You want to know who I was with? Yes, tell me, Sylvester. You want to know? I was with Adrian. Adrian. Yeah. Get down. I don't know. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know how that came across, but I tried. That was awesome. That was awesome. I think it was because my friend Jason Colombo, it was probably high school now thinking about it. We just see us uh, do different voices, right. you know, and we just came up with that skit one day, you know. <laughs> it's funny because my whole life, my whole life, I've been trying to do impressions. I'm terrible at it. Really? This guy, he's Give amazing. Me one. Give me one. I want to see one. Oh, dude, I, I, hear I, one. I don't have one. No? <laughs> I, don't have one. I only have uh, Uncle Ula or 
What's his name? Ula from 51st Days. Oh, yeah. That's it, yeah. Get your butt out of that dishwasher. That's the only one. <laughs> all right, and the very last one. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite submission? Of all time? Mm-hmm. I actually use uh, Randy Savage's uh, elbow from the top rope. Yeah, oh. yeah. I won, in one of the matches I did, uh, the referee was down. It was a tag team match. And the other two tag team um, uh, people were down, and me and, uh, and my opposing uh, opponent, he was, he was down in the middle of the ring. I got to do it four times. I got to do it four times. Bam! Up in the top row. Bam! 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 And that was like probably the, 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 the best time I ever did those elbows. And I went for the pin, and of course the referee, you know, he's all groggy. One, two, and the guy still kicks out. That was, that was, uh, it was still a cool moment, though. But that elbow from the top rope is definitely the best one. It's just yeah. so much fun being up in the air, and then people being shocked, like, oh, my God, he's actually jumping up in the air. Because it's hard to fake. It's, it's for reals, but you're not trying to put your weight on that guy, of yeah. course. You don't want to hurt that guy, but sure. that the flying and landing on top of the guy is real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about in uh, grappling? In grappling, real grappling? Clock choke. Clock With a gi on, clock choke. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's your go-to every time? Yep. Hey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Has it caught you with it? He's got me with it. <laughs> it's not a thing he has it. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, to close this out, let's do a quick drop, uh, drop top. Our drop top this um, mm-hmm. episode is going to be uh, top three finishes. Okay. Uh, you want to go ahead and start it off? Uh, starting for three? Yeah. Um, hmm. Dude, it's gotta be, it's gotta be Frog Splash. I've yeah. always been an Eddie Guerrero fan, yeah. Latino heat, uh-huh. Frog Splash, always fun, especially when you're jumping off the couch. It's gotta be Frog Splash. Frog Splash. Uh, uh, Rikishi. Stink face? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so God. disrespectful. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, aside from Randy Savage's uh, elbow from the top rope, uh, Bret Hart Sharpshooter. Nice. Okay. Yeah, nice. He would just sneak it in there, you know. Bah, 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 bah. Loved it. I forgot what it was called, mm-hmm. but it's pretty much a gainer by Billy Kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I always wanted to be able to do a gainer, but yeah. never. I never can't did. recall that one. Yeah, I forgot he, what it's called. He's top rope, but then it's like the half moon. Yeah, the oh, moon. Oh, yeah, the 360. Yeah, the moon saw. Yeah, 360. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Papa, he, he wouldn't go back. He would go forward, right? I, I he believe you go like. Yeah, yeah, he went forward and he went back. And he went back, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that back one is the one that I was. I always try to do terrible at it. <laughs> but, uh, All right. Um, second for me has to be the Stone Cold Stunner because I just love seeing everybody do the flips after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like exaggerated flips, yeah. The rock. Yeah, the rock. We just, we're like a handspring. Yeah. We just, just jump go against the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> one of the best ones is uh, Scott Hall in uh, WrestleMania. 18? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he just like did this whole thing where he just kind of like oh, went back like a cockroach. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, my second one would be the pedigree, Triple H. Oh, that, that looks is brutal. a tough one. That yeah. is a pretty brutal looking yeah, one. That mm-hmm. is. Just, just because for the culture, it's got to be the people's elbow. Yeah. yeah. The people's elbow. It's yeah. my it's, it's so, Yeah, it's so electrifying and the build-up It's the dumbest it. thing ever. It is the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> and it's the best. Yeah. yeah. It's the best because of that. Yeah. That's definitely my number one. Yeah, too. number one too. Yeah. Six one nine's up there too, though. Yeah, for sure. Honorable mention. <laughs> See, I thought, oh, okay, I, I thought the first one was number one. Uh, Bret Hart's would be number one. Okay. But uh, to, to replace uh, number three, I would have to go probably with the figure four. Ooh, that is a great one. Crippler yeah. Crossface. Woo! Crippler Crossface. Yeah. 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 That was pretty yeah. tough. That one I never understood because it's on the face, but the shoulder got injured. I never understood that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they were done. Yeah. yeah. I think it's supposed to be like a half-ass um, Roman Plata. 
Yeah. yeah. I think it's supposed to be like a half ass yeah, on sure. the bottom. But it really yeah, hurts yeah, yeah. the shit out of your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, let's go ahead and uh, close this podcast out. I, thank you so much, yeah, Susan, Of for course. Out. No, this was really yeah. fun, guys. Yeah, Anytime you want to do this again, we'd love to do it. Yeah. We, we might be doing... Uh, like uh, reaction videos to like trailers and stuff. Well, I would love to have. Oh, those for comic sure. Books. Yes, comic yes, book yes, ones. Yeah. Oh, you know, I always wanted to do YouTube stuff. So, yeah. so, so yeah, on, I would love to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I always uh, had this idea, and I don't know if you guys want to do this or not, but um, kind of like um, reaction to you know people who who do uh, competitive sports reacting to uh, stuff in video games. Like yeah. mm-hmm. that's bullshit. You wouldn't do that, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and movies and such. So uh, that'd be kind of interesting. I would love to do that. Yeah, for let sure. me know. For sure. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. For sure. Is there anything you want to plug before we close this out? Ah, uh, just a minority report. If anyone wants to help me out with that project, you know, again, thinking living color, you know, kind of like a really absurd daily show kind of a thing. And again, uh, my handle at Instagrams at the goddamn hefe. And uh, drop yeah. that below too. So everybody yeah. go follow for yeah, sure. Make sure you tap in. Make sure you follow. Man, it was a great interview. Great episode, man. No. I appreciate you. Hey, on, man. hey. Uh, I love you guys. You guys are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, anything I can do to support you guys, I will love to do. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Indeed. Well, this is your boy Monix. Boy DJ. And Cesar Lascano. And we out. Peace. Yeah. Woo!